Howdy there, partner. How y'all doing today? <laughs> I'm so bad at doing. How, hey, howdy there. See, the thing with a with a with a Western accent is you got to speak from the hips. Got to speak from the hips, from the hips, or from the nips, <laughs> hips, <laughs> hips, hoo-ah, hips, nips, and funny dips. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we're recording. We're recording a podcast. Giddy Did you up. know that? Did you know that? I was I was somewhat aware. We're recording an episode of Was That in Good Taste featuring. James Stephen Beer Whip Crack And also featuring Chandler Phillips Spur Jingle I was just thinking that shit Oh my god We can go wild We can go wild Wild West Jim West Desperado Rafada No you don't win Nada Oh my god I literally saw that you put Wild West on the fucking thing right. and I literally just got really excited <laughs> because of course I don't know if you realize this week we're talking so I put Red Dead Redemption because you, you, I know you want to talk about some fucking Red Dead Redemption you fucking love you some Red Dead Redemption oh I've been trying to work on my Red Dead Redemption arc for the hot minute now but like also just cowboy shit yeah you know which by the way just gonna say that one of the top wrestlers in the world Adam Page that's his little. That's his themes. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. What's going on, Chandler? Well, see, I had to take my horse down the old town road recently, and fuck, uh, I didn't even think about that. I had to ride until I can't go home. Can't go home. It's. I got the horses in the back. <laughs> horses in the. Yo, what do you think? Hold on. I want to ask you like how you're doing and stuff. I just got to What do you even think about that song? Honestly, it's a banger. It like, is. It's, he, he seems so nice, too. It, it blew up to the point where it was like, oh, this song's annoying, but let's be honest. It's a fucking banger. Lil Nas seems like a genuinely nice person. And then when he did the Grammys thing with with actual Nas. Yeah, oh, that um, was awesome. I the song was... Rodeo. Yeah. That was fucking sick. I really like this dude, and I'm glad he's doing his shit. Well, how you doing, cowboy? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, how you been? Where you I'm... been? How you been? How you been? I've been... You know, I've been, is, I've been rustling up some doggies. Yeah, I feel and, like we talk a lot, but we, the last week and a half, I just haven't been super chatty. True. You know, you've been too busy wheezing. <laughs> it's all this you know, dust in your apartment. I know, right? So how you doing? Catch me up. All right. So I've honestly, I've been a little homesick. I've been thinking about the West and that's kind of got me playing a lot of Red oh Dead Redemption. God, a thousand to, that's another thing. In that. Right. <laughs> you just. Just coming up with, and I've been jamming out to a bunch of um, Canadian cowboy songs, and that's just been my go-to playlist lately. Um, musicians such as the Dead South and uh, Coulter Wall, and more recently, one of my new faves is Orville Peck. Um, he had a song with Shania Twain, which was one of my childhood crushes. So, like, damn, um, and. Like, I've just been vibing out to this Western thing, and I started playing more Red Dead Redemption 2 lately. And, you know, I've been in my bag a little bit. I'm drinking whiskey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like Arthur. I'm going to tell you something. Arthur Morgan, he ain't got no whiskey like this. Mm-mm. He ain't he, got no whiskey like this. He doesn't have what we're drinking right now. That's for damn sure. Nah, he I, may have some good moonshine. but uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's so interesting that we really associate whiskey with cowboys. But I think it's very unlikely that they drink whiskey. 
They drank whiskey. Mm, not no, we're drinking. This, no. no, what they call whiskey is not what we're drinking right now. No, they they drank swill, thinking it was whiskey. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah. actually, one of the uh, one of the the things that I had to do, one of the missions um, in this game that I had to do recently was go to a saloon and get drunk. And so naturally, I grabbed my own personal bottle. Oh, are you talking about the single player? Yeah. I did that mission where you get really fucking drunk and you yeah. have to fight everybody. And then you can't find the guy. And then literally, I think he, everybody turns into the guy. You and just you're just ever... like so fucking drunk. That was like the best mission. So I got drunk with my character because, you know, it's not drinking alone if you're drinking with yourself oh, virtually. I want to start the game over again. It's so I much thought, fun. That was so fucking fun. Giddy up. <laughs> Giddy up. Um... <laughs> I think it's so interesting. Fucking cowboy media and stuff is super dope. I want to shit on everything by being like, it's only 15 years of time. Like, cowboy stuff is so overwrought and shit like that, you know? But is it, like, we say it's only 15 years, but only really... Only 15 years in, like, are, two states. People are still cowboys. I, like, the spirit has transcended the time period. Like, all right. So, I lived in Nevada for a bit. Granted, I was in Nevada. Las Vegas. But you go Las a little... Vegas. You go a little outside of the area that was developed by New Jersey mobsters, and you start realizing, wow, there's a there's actually a, a whole lot of cowboy lore that goes into just what Las Vegas is. It was just the saloon at one point, and you you want, it was a place to hang your hat, and you know it's got it's got that cowboy spirit. A place to hang your hat, and well, and cowboy, dry your boots and. Yeah. And rustle up some poon. Fuck a, uh, fuck a, then a fuck a whore. Yeah. Fuck a whore too. Grab some whores, gamble yeah, a little bit, play some poker. My, my brother died of syphilis. Don't give a fuck. Gonna fuck a whore anyway. Hey, amen to that, brother. You ever think about the fact that one of the reasons I probably can't do these accents is because I'd be, I would, I would not be a cowboy. That's really what. That's why I can't do these accents because I wouldn't have been a cowboy. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. So, huh. what we're drinking is we're drinking some whiskey. Yeah, what's, Cause, cause what's in theme with today's? You know, oh yeah, we're drinking that uh, that uh, High West, which I we featured. Also, we might have featured this particular whiskey before. Uh, um, no, I don't think no, we no. have done this one. Was it? No, which one was it? It was no, but it was it was High West. It was mine. It was the uh, the Rendezvous it Rye. Was the Rendezvous Rye Barrel aged Select. Barrel Select. But um, this is wait, wait. I just just I wanted to clarify. Are you familiar with someone of the name of Bass Reeves? I don't know about no Bass. Oh God, he get that fucking black cowboy shit out of my face. All right, and, we'll come back to that. <laughs> so uh, this is this is the High West. Uh, what uh, you can help me hear the campfire? Um, um the, I'm throwing it to you. You're supposed to, it's a tea, tag team. You're right. It's the campfire blended whiskey. Uh, it's comprised of High West's own uh, rye whiskey a straight bourbon whiskey, and a blended malt scotch whiskey. And for me, at least, it's one of my favorite, most dynamic whiskeys. The way I tell other people about it is the first sip of it tastes drastically different from the last sip of it. Mm. As, I was expl- as I was describing it earlier, it's like a roller coaster where it's like bourbon going up. And then when he gets to the peak, it's like it's like it's like right. Then on the bottom is like scotch. You know, it's super. It's not super peaty. It's not super smoky. But any amount of smoke or peat of that level in a blended whiskey, it's gonna dominate. It immediately dominates, even though 
uh, the Lagvalin is in there. And if we took a sip of that, it's way smokier, way peter than this by the factor of 100. Mm-hmm. But when you put it into something like this, it kind of helps. Like, So you get that sweetness, right? You get that bourbony, oaky sweetness. Then you get a little bit of that, that tip of the tongue spice that you get with that rye. And that just kind of brings you up to the crescendo. And then you slowly descend back into that, that broody peatiness that I think just really makes this whiskey a comfort. It is. And I, I've just got, you know, just think about, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, next time we're going to have some old fashions with it, I think. Ooh. Cause I feel like that'd be super good. Interesting. You know, um, can you I, do it justice with an old fashioned? 100%. Mm. I was playing cyberpunk 27, seven and in the fucking bar, the, everybody has their own drink. if They die. And the one guy, the guys drink, the main guy, Johnny Silverhand, portrayed by Keanu Reeves, because he's like a rock. He was a rock star. Mm-hmm. Uh, his drink is a tequila old fashioned with a splash of cerveza, rimmed with chili salt. And I just thought that was so weird that we have to do it. So I heard that that was a drink developed by um, a YouTuber. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Who's who does who's a bartender and does all these well it's funny because i did, apparently there's a, in this game there's a lot of stuff re- relating to like youtubers and youtube game like game like game youtubers there's a whole lot of meta there's a lot of stuff in there so like that makes sense to me because that's probably somebody's drink that they created and well, and then the creators of cyberpunk adopted that yeah, and there's into a lot of the that. drink yeah apparently there's a lot of that stuff in the game and that sounds ridiculous to me, but I feel like as long as it's whiskey, tequila is not an old fashioned. Huh? It might be good, but that's not really an, an old fashioned. I believe baseline has to be whiskey. What about if it's like a strong and yeho tequila? I think that's that's what makes it is the barrel flavor. Um, you can. I mean, granted. An old fashioned, you need bourbon whiskey. Yes, to would, technically would you, call it an old fashioned. Would, other than that, it's a variation of an old fashioned. Yes, but I think that like you, when you're going into other whiskeys and calling it old fashioned, you're pushing it. True. You know, when you go to tequila, you can still call it an old fashioned, but you ain't no old fashioned there, mm. bud. You ain't no. no. That's that's more of like a an El Paso old fashioned. Yeah, you know what I think is super interesting. Um. But yeah, the fucking cowboys was not drinking this. They weren't. They weren't drinking fucking amazing whiskey. Maybe they were. Now, we've had it featured on the sh- on the show before. But low and slow, or slow and low, um, that is actually, the rock and rye. That is some shit they were drinking back then. That's what they were drinking. You know, they which were... is the uh, cocktail cousin to the old fashioned. It's a blend of rye whiskey with rock candy and usually uh, some orange in there too. And that was like a pre made cocktail that slow and low does now but uh back then that was that was like their old fashion the only thing i'll say that makes this not something they would drink back then the blended whiskey makes sense especially back then yeah the scotch the scotch it's Mm -hmm. the scotch scotch was still making scotch yeah but i feel like it's just a higher end thing yeah it was what we were drinking here in new york while the west was suffering that's that's the truth so i feel like you definitely the rye rye is 100 percent 
that's cowboy shit right there. That's well. some cow. Interestingly enough, rye whiskey usually associated with Canadian whiskey. Mm-hmm. And so when you got that Canada vibe with the cowboy vibe in a rye whiskey, then you got just some Coulter Wall and some, <laughs> some Dead South and back to my fucking Canadian cowboy music jams. In fact, I made a playlist. It's just called Sad Canadian Cowboys. Send me the link. I'll fucking put it in the fucking the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. I, I think it's so interesting because we're talking Red Dead. We're talking like cowboy media and stuff like that. And it's so funny how the cowboy aesthetic has made its way kind of into media. And so I listed a bunch of stuff in the show notes, like movies and stuff like that, right? Right. But you notice at the end, I like I literally listed stuff that was like, you know, Unforgiven. You know? I don't think I've seen that one. Which is like... I like the Metallica which album. Which is 100% like the the fucking one of the pinnacle like the good the bad the ugly butch casting the sundance kid seen seen those once upon a time in the west which you might not have seen i haven't seen that but you've heard about it because it's referred to a lot i also have never seen it that's true uh true grit oh that that one's one of my favorites especially the remake with uh uh what's his face getting such a good uh josh josh brolin the fucking remake is so good oh yeah but i threw in so i threw in Django unchained it's technically not a cowboy movie. What do you mean? That's totally a cowboy movie. The reason why it's not is because I don't think the timing makes sense. Hmm. But it's a cowboy movie. Like, the original is technically a spaghetti western. It is. And therefore a cowboy movie. It's we. It's it's fucking cool. But cowboy movies, we have to, we have to put this for... Cowboy movies are drastically disassociated from actual cowboy... Of course. Life. Oh, <laughs> of course. And I think that's that needs yeah. to be at the I forefront. Like, I feel like, you know, there was probably, in reality, I bet you there's somebody out there who might listen to, well, actually, there is 150 sa- towns. I bet you it was like five towns. There was probably like five towns that were like, which you would see in the movie at most, you know? But, right. the re- but it was all ranchers. Like, they weren't fucking... They, they're just ranching. You ever see... Um, ranchers or just fuck. ranch hands? Where the- Cooking Channel, uh, uh, the, the Frontier Woman, like, on Food no food, Net- or food, food Network, Frontier Woman, she's mm. like... And then, like, they cook food, and then she goes out and calls her kids, and they're, like, fucking on the ranch, rustling <laughs> up the animals and putting them in the pens and stuff. Roll them out! <laughs> That's the fucking life. You know what I mean? It was a hard life of people... Just in, out there trying to make it happen. They were not out there fucking, oh boy, shooting and looting shooting and, and looting. You know, you did have the pirates of cowboy. You did have people who did those things because there were no cameras and shit. So people did stuff like that <laughs> and no DNA evidence you know, of things. But like, fingerprinting wasn't a thing, so you could just yeah. shoot someone as long as no one else was around. But I think that vibe ah, is so cool. But you notice I put on the list. I put some. I put like, and I, I noticed also. You put Wild Wild West with Will Smith, yeah. which I loved that movie because I was so young and people hated that movie. Um, when that movie came out, I was a little fucking kid. That movie is awesome. That... It's a ridiculous movie. The okay. fucking bad guy's in a wheelchair. And he's like fucking, his, it turns into fucking spider legs. Question for you. Yeah. Is Wild Wild West a Western movie, a fantasy movie, oh. or a sci-fi movie? Fuck, man. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you something. Hmm. You can have fantasy and so you can have fantasy sci-fi. That is a thing. Yeah, sci-fantasy. Yeah, so sci-fi. So you can have that. So it's just a sci-fi fantasy kind of. Well, you know what? It's a sci-fi western. It's like a sci-fi western, but it's fucking crazy. 
Oh my god, what was the fucking line? What was the fucking line when he was in the fucking chair? And he fucking, when he goes into the room, fuck, that movie is so awesome. He goes up to her. He's just like grabbing her. He's like, he's like grabbing on the fucking boobs. He's like, these feel so real. <laughs> like, oh my fucking God. I forgot the, oh my God. You know what's really funny? Dude, this it's is been so not long. Not a fucking joke. But I love that movie. Earlier today, I was listening uh-huh. to something. It was probably Pin Scum Sunday School. I don't think that's what it was, but I w- that's one of the things I listened to today. And one of the th- one either of the- that or a wrestling podcast. One of the things I was listening to today, they were talking about how back in the day when you died, people thought that that oh, it was Hannibal. I was watching Hannibal on Netflix mm. because in the second season, the third episode, the bag, the one of the, the killer fucking killed these people, and he fucking glued them together in like the shape of an iris. It was like a whole thing, and Hannibal was like, "Well, we are the." You know, people back in the day thought that when you died, the impression of the last thing you saw was burning your in your in your iris. And I was thinking to myself, "Yo, what is Wild. that from?" Wow! I literally was thinking West. about that today before you fucking sent that to me. And then their fucking method in the movie for like crime solving was, "Okay, we're gonna peel this guy's <laughs> face off, including his eyes, and then project a a light through it to see what what he saw as he." Yo, that Yo, movie was that fucking, fucking movie. crazy. Yo, we have to fucking get drunk and watch that movie. I'm down. The... That is that movie is crazy. So sp- speaking of just all right, you said your your favorite western movie. Ah, Django Unchained. I'm, I'm not gonna lie though. That's why I was going. That's why I went to Wawa West because you mentioned that, and I realized that like my favorite western movie is probably not traditional westerns are cool, but like. I fucking love Star Wars as a Western. Which one? Uh, I mean, episode three is 100% a Western. Hmm. I think it is. Hmm. Those, those movies are fucking Westerns. This is an interesting case that you're... Did you never realize that, please, like... Uh, hold on. Please clarify. Luke Skywalker starts off in the desert planet. You know, he's, <sighs> he's a rancher. He's a rancher. You know, granted... He's a milk farmer. They're out there farming milk. They're ranching because they have to, you know, and they're out there, they moisture farms, you True. know, okay. and instead of guns, they have lightsabers, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. And, and the thing is like the cowboy vibe in sci-fi is a whole thing. Firefly is literally, I was about to bring that Firefly up when we were talking about sci-fi. 100%. They're literally cowboys in space. Cowboy bebop is the fucking same thing. It's like, so are you saying like the, the cowboy and media vibe? Is really perpetrated by a sense of outlawedness mm-hmm. and a a sense of frontiersman yeah. type of type of aesthetic. Outlaw Star, another anime kind of like that. It's like, you know, Gene Starwin. They're out there in space, and there's like magic and stuff. and all this like fucking Taoist magic, right? But they're in their fucking ships, and they're like either hunting bounties or being hunted by people, and they're out there in the fringes, and they're. The thing is, they're not villains, but they're not quite law-abiding citizens. They're frontiersmen. There you go. Where the law itself is obscure. Oh, man. And you listed Hateful Eight, and I didn't put it there, because I wanted to put Hateful Eight and Inglourious Bastards, but I didn't. And now you're starting to see pictures, And I was you? like, fuck, because you put it. Hateful Eight is 100% a cowboy. It is 100%. Well, yeah. that's It, it is literally a cowboy movie. Hands down, unarguably. But Inglourious Bastards... That makes so much fucking sense. So that's where I think when you said, you know, technically the cowboy period, 
only goes from whatever 1800s to other 1800s, the 15-year period. But the spirit of the cowboy transcends that. And you see that in Brad Pitt's depiction of Aldo the Apache in Inglorious Bastards. Now you have to do it. Now you have to, now you have to do <clears throat> an impression. Bongiorno. <laughs> Rivaderci. <laughs> I speak, I speak uh, second most Italian. And uh, that's that's uh, uh, Schwartz over there. He speaks third most. I don't, I don't speak any Italian. <laughs> exactly what I said. <laughs> third most. Or uh, or uh, how about <clears throat> by the time we're done with this uh, with this campaign, I want each of my men to be giving me. Hundred scalps. Hundred scalps. Hundred Nancy scalps. And I'm gonna get my scalps. I will get my scalps. Oh, that line gives me chills every time. And it's Hanukkah, so we have to watch that one too. One hundred percent. That's part of my Hanukkah tradition. Is... Now tell me though. So I get it, but tell the tell the listener, how is that a Western? It goes Shoshana. back. Shoshana. Shoshana. Oh. Yo, I didn't even put that part together, but it. It is a what because there's, it's it's, again an outlaw vibe. It's the upholding justice beyond the terms of what what is legal, you know, where where murder is seen as a justified killing, but justified killings can be seen as murders, mm. where the the law in charge can be so corrupt that the only way to be just is to be an outlaw. So that's the thing about it. I think it's interesting. It's not that they're doing cowboy. It's not really that they're set in a cowboy period because it's not obviously it's set in Nazi Germany, but the characters themselves, they all have the same kind of things in, in common. So let me, let me hit you here. Hit me let me hit it. you. Cause apparently I wasn't talking to the mic. Let, let me know. <laughs> let me hit you here. Um, uh, Spike Spiegel, Cubby Bop, favorite anime of all time, favorite show like probably of all time. Mm-hmm. Main character, he's like he's like he lost an eye, you know. So one eye, so one eye sees the future, one sees the past, and he fucking is like he's out there gunslinging. And you look at like uh, which uh, Django and they're Spike out there. has surprisingly great depth perception. I know, right? For someone, no, it's with fictional. <laughs> it's it's a fucking robot eye. It's a robot eye. Okay, that's why. Uh, then the other other thing. Uh, so then, of course, you go like Django, right? Right. Is is it a cowboy movie, or is he a fucking cowboy? And that's the thing about the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight is a cowboy movie. Inglorious Bastards is not a cowboy movie, but they're cowboys. True. You know, and you think about it. Uh, fucking fuck, man. What's the name of that fucking movie? But ah, uh, fuck. But like all those fucking war movies, like World War Two and shit. The people in them are cowboys. They're not; those are not cowboy movies to a certain extent. The ones that have to live on the fringe and defy orders to fulfill an altruistic objective, I think that's what defines like that cowboy kind of spirit. And of course, that all is like that's all Clint Eastwood, and that's all um, name name the most number one who who other than Clint Eastwood is the top cowboy. Other than Clint Eastwood, well, that's got to be the Duke Pilgrim. John Wayne. John Wayne. And I'm going to tell you something. They, the people in those movies, they are imitating John Wayne. That's all it is. That's, that's why, that's what makes them the Cowboys, is that you look and it's like, oh, in a lot of those war movies and a lot of those action films, 
the people are John Wayne. It's nothing to do with the scenario. They just come in. They're all ego. They're boisterous. They're, they're, they they're, occupy an entire room with just their personality, but also don't have to say anything to co- to convey that personality. Did you ever watch Cowboy? Did you ever watch Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop? Mm-hmm. I watched so, it all the way through. So the thing about Spike is he saw he's, he he walks he walks softly. True. You know he speaks softly, but he he can you know at the hit bam. You know what I mean, and that's that's kind of the vibe. Here's what I define, or here's what I think is a is a key definition of either a cowboy character or a cowboy movie, is when someone walks into a bar or a cantina or a saloon, and the place goes quiet. You mean like most likely cantina? Exactly. Mm, cowboy movie, literally it's... walking into it. Think about that. Doesn't that not sound like that sounds like kind of Western music? That's exactly what it but is. It, so like that's the thing about like the Mandalorian. Did you see the last episode of Mandalorian? Of course. I literally it got me back into the point where I literally woke up. At, I literally got up at five in the morning and I watched it. Ooh. Before I waited like a week. Now I'm now I'm on that shit. Fucking well, like when you said Star Wars is a cowboy movie or a cowboy series. Initially, I didn't want to agree because like clearly Mandalorian has that spaghetti western vibe. But the whole series is based on that. It's just that it depends on the sometimes they veer a little bit because movies get more action packed. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the movie movies get like, you know, well, and the higher the stakes get, I think that's kind of, cowboy that's, movies. That's a prop that's a movie problem. Yeah. You know, that that's a media problem cuz you know, every video game is the end of the world, every movie, it like it's the end of the world, then the next end of the world, then the next end of the world. And that kind of ruins it a little bit. But if you go back to... That's why the episode three is like probably the epitome of what it is. Because episode three, it's like, here's this boy who comes from this... He's, he's, Wait, episode... You mean episode four, A New Hope. Oh, sorry. Right? Yeah, episode four. Not sorry. Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, episode four. Episode four, he's he's out there. He's a fucking... You know, he's a rancher. He's on the fuck... He's in a fucking desert planet, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you look at it, and it's like... It's cowboy shit. But then the stakes continue to grow. There's a second dar- dar- fucking fucking star killer base, and like you know, then there's a third, and then it's like, how many fucking gigantic laser ships that can destroy multiple planets? The first one could destroy one world. Right. The second one was bigger than that one, but got destroyed. The third one could destroy multiple at one time. Like how many? How big can the stakes get? But the vibe originally, and which is why I like the Mandalorian. And did you see? The other fucking announcements for Disney Plus, Ahsoka's gonna Ahsoka, get it. Oh. and also there's a spinoff of Rogue One. Giddy up! And those are all gonna be fucking cowboy movies. They're all gonna be cowboy series. Because you think about it, The Mandalorian, at first seemed like a lone cowboy story, but it's not. It's an it's an ensemble cowboy story mm. because now he's with Boba Fett, and you know now he always has a crew with him. It's true. He's got his. His, uh, he's rounded up his, his people. Yeah, he's it's an ensemble. Ahsoka is going to be a lone cowboy story. She's the last gunslinger. Is is it a cowboy story or is it a samurai story? I think it's the reason why. I think it's mm. is it is it going to be a cowboy movie or is it going to be a? Um, Ooh, you know what? That's interesting because the, Star Wars does do that. Like it, and it could turn into a Bruce Lee movie. I think it would be really cool if Mandalorian was cowboy and Ahsoka was like a fucking samurai. Ahsoka's flick. gonna be uh, 
Shogun Assassin. She's gonna be. A That's fucking, what she's gonna be. A Ramoni. A Ramonin. When I was little, she's my gonna... father was famous. <laughs> yeah, she... He was the greatest samurai Why? in the empire. <laughs> he was the Shogun's decapitator. I could do the full. I could do wow. the full monologue. Um, blame the Wu Tang Clan. Blame yeah. the Risa and the Jiz for liquid swords. That's oh. But like, that makes that's actually really. I like the idea. That's so cool. Of genre bending like that. What, but it's not really though, because technically they're they're wielding swords, and they're pulling a very like Eastern the Jedi or Eastern. Oh, oh. Hold on. Did I just... Check this out. Did I hit on something? Jedi are right Eastern philosophy. Right. You know, but like everybody else is Western philosophy, which is interesting because it's almost like Luke was a cowboy. Luke was out there, you know. Not only... Anakin was a cowboy. And, it was, and then, he got shot down, but then what down, happened is down. They, he was. He was a fucking cowboy that tried to turn into a samurai. Mm-hmm. That actually is so fucking interesting because it, it it actually makes so much fucking sense because cowboys they shoot from the hip, you know. He's a gunslinger. You know, he's a gunslinger, and they tried to fucking teach him all this Taoist shit, you know, like oh, be at peace, ying ying yang. And he's just like he's like only God will judge me. Only yeah. Ooh, did we just Ooh. did we just open up some? Ooh, I'm getting chills a I little fucking, bit. I feel like this cowboy shit is. Uh, it's gonna seem ridiculous, but like, all right, I'm gonna talk some wrestling. Uh oh. Uh oh. So, year ago, two years ago, whatever, the elite. This is my hat. Oh no, it's over there. I thought I was wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and the Hangman, Adam Page. They were all a crew, right? But as time goes, he's the youngest. He wasn't really, you know, he wasn't winning titles and stuff. So you know what happened? Is he started feeling isolated. Hmm. So he started drinking a lot of whiskey. It and happens. he ended up he ended up kind of lashing out, losing his friends, and kind of becoming the lone cowboy. You know, Ooh. Yeah. is I, that I, is that the definition of a cowboy character too? Is like there's that that lone ranger esque feel, but they have to they have to get a crew. Well, you because you can't be a cowboy and just be one of. No, if, you can be the last cat. That's the thing about being. That's why cowboys work. There's two vibes. So the Mandalorians become an ensemble cowboy kind of story. Right. But But he's still a lone wolf. Ultimately. You saw the last episode. He took his helmet off. <gasps> I didn't see the one from oh yesterday. Oh my fucking god. Wait, no, it's today. It aired today, right? I literally watched that shit in like fucking oh. one I'm sorry, fuck. That's fine, that's fine. It's, shit. it's okay. Shit. I'm I'll forgive you. Oh listen. I saw I saw the Boba Fett. One. Can I just say that that shit is so fucking good, but it's it's such a fucking ensemble. Especially when you see this episode, it's like oh, it's become an ensemble. Like literally now it's just fucking it's it's fucking the Mando hanging out with his buddies. Well, that's the character arc of cowboy movies: is they go from being a lone wolf to having to or to get friends. They or the last cowboy stereotype, which is the same thing in samurai films. Which is the Ronin, the the Ronin, the Ronin, yeah, the, the, the Wanderer, the last. They turn it to be like the, they tend, to, they tend like uh, Roni Kenshin, where it's just like Kenshin Himura, you know, he a kitty but side the manslayer with the reverse blade sword because oh. he helped, he oh. helped them take win in the Edo era. He helped them actually take over Japan, mm. right, the government. But then all the samurai were given government positions, but he didn't. 
because he's a wanderer and he's still a fucking cowboy. I'm going to throw one at you, too. I'm down. Uh, Sword of the Stranger. Another cowboy samurai movie. It's weird, that overlap, and it's kind of chilling. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. Because, like, here we're talking about guns. But we're talking about guns in the 1800s. We're talking about guns in 1865. Right. We're talking about the same thing with swords 150 years before. True. And and, and it's and just... katanas kind of were the... The revolvers. It was. Of fucking... Ronnie Kinchin is a perfect example of this because it was... They were showing after the Edo era, it was illegal to walk around with swords. You couldn't walk around with the... Like, before, everybody walked around with a sword, but it became stigmatized. It was Mm. was stigmatized. It's an act of aggression, almost, to just have a sword. The people, those people, they were super super rural. It's the same kind of story. It is. Limited Limited government, sometimes corrupt government, Taking advantage of impoverished people, or just trying to make it by and survive, fighting against the elements as much as they're fighting against rogues and outlaws. But they are, but they are also an outlaw. And also, a lot of times, the Macabre movies and these Ronin movies that are so these Ronin, just so interesting is that like usually the bad guy is not an outcast because they're the outcast. So then it's like. The ex cowboy or the ex samurai who is now a corrupt official, mm, you know, yep. because the thing about the thing about the cowboy. Oh, I just had a brain blast, but keep going. I was gonna say that I mean I would hit the, the brain blast. Um, the, the the thing about the cowboys and the samurai is that they're like you know they're the pinnacle of of for some reason they're always moral unless you're the bad guy. That's what that's the only they have to take a moral high ground. In order to get dirty and stay clean, one hundred percent. But but then always they always transitions into whenever they're whenever it gets to like the end they're alone. Then the people who are tend to be evil tend to be the ones who turn their back mm. on the order because you can't become a politician without leaving aside the peace or leaving aside the true raw you know passion of just going out and herding sheep. I'm gonna hit you with something real quick. Brain blast! You ever listen to Thirty Six Seasons by Ghostface Killer? Like fucking last year. Um. So, the the concept album is a is a superhero. It's it's basically Iron Man adjacent. It's a cowboy movie, or it's a cowboy album. It's about how he was framed by the law, ended up spending nine years in prison, and then he comes back to his streets. There's there's a new drug kingpin who's peddling gross shit on his streets, and he's got to clean it up. But he has to get the okay from the uh, from the patrolmen, from the law officers in charge of the area. And it turns out those law officers are just as corrupt as the kingpin. Oh, in fact, no. the kingpin was working for him the whole damn the whole time. time. And and GFK, the last Avenger, the ma- He's got to go out and clean up the streets one more goddamn time. So what you're telling me is that Lady Miz is a cowboy story. Yes. <laughs> it's all co- So as we're talking about, you know, how things are cowboy stories that aren't explicitly cowboy in theme. We got this uh, beer that we've been pairing with our campfire whiskey. <laughs> It's Einstock Olgerd, uh 
it's a Doppelbach, and we paired it with it's their like it's their new seasonal one, and it's a Doppel. Excuse me, it's a returning season. Oh, it's return. I hadn't seen this one before. I thought they only had the spruce tipped one last year. No, they had the salsa, but it sold out quick. Oh, so this is delicious, and this pairs so well with High West Campfire. Um, so if you're ever in the mood to just you know dual wield whiskey and beer, um, like a real cowboy, try Einstock Doppelbach. Uh, the flavor we were discussing earlier, very rich, malty, little bit spiced, but it tastes at least to me like uh, that that pumpernickel adjacent bread. That's the spice that you, to me yeah. that you get at a, at a steakhouse, and. It's kind of per- it's something you could drink and it's filling and it and it's it's just got a richness that really helps complement that smoky smoky smoothness of the whiskey. What do you think? I think it's so good. I think the thing about it, I like it, especially you know because it's it's a little fucking look at it. It's a little Icelandic fucking Nordic guy with horns and a rain, reindeer nose, which I love, which seems like the antithesis to cowboy vibe. But, like, it's super malty, it's super smooth, and it just seems like the kind of thing that, like, I mean, this is the, if you went into, you're like, hey, I got, uh, here's two fucking. I got my shillings. Here's two shillings. Give me the good stuff. No. Come on. Come on, John. Come on, John. We Catholic. I know you got the good stuff back there. And this is this is like you know this shit is so malty. Tell me this is not malty as fuck. Oh, it's malty as you fuck. Know? And the thing is, it says here malt and chocolate. But like, I'm gonna tell you something. It's all fucking barley malt. You know what I mean? Like it's, the chocolate. It's bready and delicious. The chocolate, I, the chocolate flavor, that milk chocolatiness comes just purely from the richness. And it's that finish. It's at the, the finish end. of the malt. Exactly. And I think you kind of malt in general kind of kind of resonates with that with that richness that you get from like a roasted coffee smell or a dark chocolate. And so if you don't overdo it and you kind of ease back at the end, you definitely end up with a milk chocolate kind of feel. And so I'd say Einstock cowboy adjacent. I I mean, I, Vikings. Mm. Are they the cowboys of the sea? I, you know what? I think they're too organized the thing, is to that- technically be ca- Pirates, like like Pirates of the Caribbean, like Pirates represented like Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Those pirates are represented kind of like cowboys. You know, like True. Jack Sparrow is a fucking cowboy because he is weirdly righteous. He like is. he's out there for himself as all cowboys are. Even John Wayne, he's out there for himself. But when he goes into town, he sees that the town's being taken advantage of by this, by the, by, by the cooked des- sheriff. Despotic rulers. Yeah. Or, or... The people of the town think that he's part of the evil crew that's been ransacking them, but he's a villain, but he's not that kind of villain. Mm. Have you ever heard the uh, backstory to Jack Sparrow and why he got branded a pirate to begin with? Well, maybe I have, but yes and? Tell me. It Now, according to, according to some of the uh, internet articles I've read, it was because as a sailor, he uh, came across a slaving vessel and ended up freeing the hundred slaves that were captured upon that vessel. And that's why when it came um, back to the, uh, the East or the West India trading company, he was branded as a pirate for, for East Indian trading company. No, this one was West India because oh, really? East India would be 
East and India. I thought it was. The, I thought it was. I thought it was actually called East and India. There's two of them. There are. I, His, did, I did know that. Like maybe in the book, it, they still referred to it as the East India one. But um, anyway, so then when Davy Jones is like, "You owe me a hundred souls," it's for the souls that he freed on that slave ship, and you know he. Again, you have that reoccurring – you take a moral high ground to do the things that aren't lawful, but the but when the law itself is immoral. Which we have to admit is toxic. Just to, like, take two steps back. Like, that's not good. Like, hmm. you know, uh, it depends on what it is. Because the, the way that it's represented, for example, Pirates of the Caribbean is super fictional, but technically, except for in, like, the third movie – like they rep- I mean you've actually you know through all the movies the British are are like they're the antagonists but they're not really doing anything wrong the one guy wants to fucking marry the girl he's being creepy honestly it's not even the British it's the capitalists it is it's ooh oh, got him oh boy here we fucking go nah yeah it's, it's fucking true though it's like it's like really weird usually it's it's weird because like it's represented in one way but like Pirates and cowboys are not BLM. You know what I mean? Like, true. Like it, it kind of seems like they like it, they want to present it like that, but like it's, it's a fun spin to take. Like, but it's not real. That's not really what's going on usually. Usually, the people are are bad, but then like there's something worse. It's like I I murder and pillage, but I don't rape women. It's like you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. I'll kill someone for looking at me the wrong way. But you need consent. Like, you know, it's so funny because it's fucking true. They literally will kill Rent in the same movies. It's like, you look at me wrong. Murdered. Obi-Wan cut off a dude's <laughs> hand just to de-escalate a bar fight. There you right? go. And and that, like, I guess that de-escalates. Um, but, like, cowboy, the cowboy spirit, I think, lives within us all. And... Sometimes you just need a little whiskey to help bring it out. Even Cyberpunk 2077, I kind of realized, is kind of a cowboy story. Because the, the, there's like three paths. The nomad path. What is the first thing uh, the Keanu character says to you? Oh, well, that's not really what he really says to you. Oh. Oh, like he's in, a piece of shit. Okay, this is a random no, tangent. But, like but in, in, the, the, in the trailer, he's yeah. like, wake up, samurai. But Oh, the he reason says why samurai. For some reason, I thought he said cowboy. The reason why he's a samurai is because... He's a member of a band. Oh. This is a random tangent. Well, there's like deep halves. Uh, Nomad is one of them, and you kind of start out as a, kind of like a cowboy. But Keanu Reeves, I literally, you, this is a spoiler for Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, you know he's in the game, but you probably don't realize that Keanu Reeves' character is like the second main character. <gasps> um, Because you put the thing in your brain, and then he's part of your brain, and he's trying to t- fucking take you. He's a piece of shit. Before you walk in the door, literally... Like, I'm dying because the chip is in my head and his personality, it's not his fault, is taking over my body and I'm going to die. It's not his fault because he's obviously, he was killed and put into the chip. So it's not in his control. But he now knows this and he's like, he's like, fuck you. He's like, I want a fucking cigarette. Give me a cigarette. And then he's like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You're not going to fucking get rid of me. I'm going to take over your fucking body. And he's like a piece of shit. Wait. But did but he he's ask, a cowboy. Did he ask for consent first to well, take over your fucking body? Technically, you took the chip and stuck it in your own head. So there uh, you go. So, yeah, but that, the reason why uh, I think it's interesting is that 
playing the game, when you play as my character, V, V is the main character, but they always call him V. It's gender neutral name. My V is a black woman with a penis because, you know, trans rights. But all you did was send me pictures of. <laughs> uh, of oh, the no, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to be yeah, because uh. that was the next step. So when like right now I'm in the beginning of the game and I put my gun out, shoot, 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 shoot. and it takes me like 30 shots. They do a flashback and you're him. You're Johnny Silverhand. And he pulls out his gun and he goes like and a I fucking cowboy. Pulled out my gun. And he fucking shoots twice. Bam, bam. Dead. He's a fucking cowboy. He literally, he's up there in the fucking, he's in the fucking helicopter and his friend dies. He throws his body aside. He takes the Gatling gun and kills everybody. He hops out of the fucking thing and he just shoots everybody and fucking runs down the stairs and fucking bodies everyone. And then they're like, we're leaving. He's like, no, I need to go do the thing. And he goes and does the thing. And then he fucking just shoots everybody. But then the main antagonist, Adam Smasher, oh, who's shit. the other cowboy, oh, shit. comes and fucking kills you. Fucking cowboy shit. Everything is cowboys. It's It always comes down to cowboys. I just had this other brain blast. Brain blast. Is Trapped in the Closet a cowboy movie? All right. I went to... Right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap I'll just, up. I'll just no, leave no, that. No, one. no, no, no. I'll leave that one no, for the audience have, to ponder. We have four minutes. No, we have we have four minutes on this. Hit hit me with this uh, child in the closet thought. Because then I pulled out my Beretta. Oh, oh, my fucking god! He's he's a gunslinger. He he he's quick to action. Ooh, you ever he, see The Wire? Whoa, are these gangsters? I really it's. Mm, Scar- Scarface is not cowboys. Cowboys not, or yeah, he's not. He's not. He's too organized. Mm. It because he's in an organized crime. That Ooh, one's. It is kind of. You know what it is. Think about it. It would be the usually the antagonist to the cowboy would be the mafia side of the story. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because usually the mob like cowboys are taking down the system. Whatever the system is, either it's an organized government, organized crime, taking or down whatever. slavery. I mean, Django. He okay. I mean, he didn't really help to you know. It's really with weird. The disestablishment. He, this is of so funny. Slavery, I love that movie, but he didn't actually do anything like that. He was just worried about his fucking wife. But that's <laughs> cowboy movies. It's you. <laughs> you Yo, you take care of what shit. matters to yeah, that's you. That's so crazy because the whole movie, like literally, Samuel Jackson's character is a fucking evil ass piece of shit. And but like, there's no talk about bringing down slavery. No, like Django kills these white people because they're white and they slave owners. But he doesn't care about. Yo. He cares that he was a slave. He doesn't care about the establishment of slavery because there's only so much you can do as an individual to. I guess put forward abolitionist legislate like Django didn't end up in Abraham Lincoln's fucking office saying, Hey, you know, I killed a lot of terrible people and they just happened to be white slave owners. And so maybe white slave owners are terrible people. There was never that. I got one last cowboy thing. Giddy up. Hamilton cowboy story. Hmm. Yeah, think gunslinger. About he is. Think about anti-establishment. This. This out. And he only died at the end because he let himself. He had a moral high ground. Oh shit! Oh. Hamilton's a cowboy movie. 
Well, I that was a uh, well, man, that was so fucking fun. I had a lot of fun doing this cowboy shit. We did a lot of dissecting Love here. Love doing some cowboy shit. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeeh, motherfucking haw. What in tarnation? What in tarnation? Well, I'm the person from town who's a drunken. Probably I am the R word, but I can't say that because you can't do that. Can you, can you make a cowboy? Yo, can you make a Western spaghetti Western now? <sighs> I don't know. You could still make fun of alcoholism. So uh, I feel because like they're a, not people. Alcoholics aren't people. No, like it's a disease. But like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, that was awesome. That was uh, was that in good taste. Yeah, we have all the things, right? So I know that you are you still doing the thing on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, I'm trying. I'm um. They've actually pared down a lot of the open mics. So uh, I guess you could catch me on Wednesdays at seventy seven Cellar. Uh, in Manhattan, and that's about it right now. Just given the like time, I actually, I'm not sure what's gonna be happening. Did you see Cuomo today? No indoor dining. Uh, well, that one's just been happening in the basement of the um, like that's been kind of like a comedians only, I suppose, mm-hmm. thing. But like, I'm still out there doing open mics. There's just so few of them, given COVID and daylight and the weather. Wow. So, um. This is the best time to see me is these podcasts. I, I guess. Which means you should be fucking sharing the shit with everybody you fucking go to at those things. True. Jesus. That's the whole fucking point of you doing these things. And of course, BumblebearComedy. Yeah. Dot com. Instagram C underscore underscore. underscore honey. honey. Of course, I'm at Instagram at The Art of Giving Up and also at Twitter at What Funny Friend. And of course, you know how it goes because... This is Was That In Good Taste, and uh, what is it again? Oh, fuck. I think I had too Uh, much to drink. Drinking is not required. But it is recommended. 